0: Hey, welcome back. We hope you enjoy listening to part two of this episode.
1: All right. So there are some observations, you know, as adults that we just don't understand. And there's actually some really good ones in here. But the the first one is like, it's so key nowadays, man. And I think it's, I get to the point, you know, where people can be competitive, but why you can't be happy for other people. You know, so I started, I've been at my job now for just over a year. And the girl that I started with, you know, we have competition, me and her, about who can get more deals in a month and everything like that. She absolutely smoked me last month. All right. Now, granted, she gets more calls than I do because of the hours that we work. So that's part of it. That's my justification. But I told her, I said, look, you're never going to beat me because I want you to win, too. Right. And people just kind of don't understand that being happy for somebody else and seeing somebody else's success doesn't take away from what you accomplish. Yeah. I think that's one of those things that if we all kind of just sat back and recognized a little bit more that you can be happy for other people without you know, taking anything away from you. Like you can be happy that they got this or they got that because a lot of that time it doesn't even affect you in real life. This is kind of the way that I look at it. I don't know about you guys
0: yeah I like that that makes sense and I think I totally relate to that and I agree I think sometimes this conversationally it happens and maybe we do it because we're like trying to relate or something but then it's always like a one-up type thing and it's like maybe we don't have to share you know we could just be happy for that person or or maybe it's other even other feelings maybe we're like hey man that is hard like getting up that early even though you got up two hours earlier. It doesn't matter. You just try to validate their feelings instead for sure. That's, I like that.
2: Yeah. It's a hard one for people to learn, man. It really is. I think in some cases it's a matter of people just hurting, you know, like I think of people like maybe a woman that's been trying to get pregnant for years or something and it's just not happening, you know, and then going to like Thanksgiving dinner and like all the siblings are pregnant you know? <laughs> or, right. you know, have lots of kids yeah. or something. And like, that's true you may want to be happy for them, but it's still like reminder of what you don't have. And that hurts, you know, and that's true. It, it's sad, you know, but I mean, we just try our best, but some people seem to have a harder time with that than others. I think for sure. Yeah, that's
1: a really good And a good point. example for sure. Watching people succeed where you've struggled for so long and something that you wanted so bad, you know, even saying what I said, you know, I think that you're right, man. That's a very good point, Ben, that that's a hard situation. Like I find real- it hard
0: when you're like at a
1: buffet, like a breakfast
0: buffet, and like you get the last little bit of bacon, and then you see somebody come out with the fresh tray and they got like 30 <laughs> strips of bacon. I have a hard time being happy for that person because it's just like, I want more bacon, you know, it's not fair, anyways.
2: I can tell I'm I'm cold, that you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, that's just like me watching people as I drive by the gym, they're all fit and everything, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, good for you, it's, yeah. Guy.
2: Good for you. Yeah. (laughs) How
1: about you, Ben?
0: Any observation as an adult that you don't understand?
2: And I guess it's kind of two things that kind of go together. It's just like people that talk when others can't hear them, you know, whether it's like yelling at other drivers in your own car when they clearly can't hear you or people talking to their pets you know, like this big, long, extended conversations when it's like I can't understand you. Why do you? What do you... <laughs> yeah. I, uh, sometimes I just don't get like that. That mentality. It's sort of like just talking to yourself, or, or I mean, and I, I can talk to myself sometimes, I guess. But, but when it's so directed to somebody else, like I don't know, it's hard for me to make sense. Yeah. Of.
1: <laughs> okay. So yeah. that makes sense. Just. Yes my little input on this one is both of those topics right there like today on my way home from work i yelled at some girl in her car from utah she had the utah plates and she almost hit me and so i yelled at her i know she <laughs> well maybe she could have i yelled pretty loud but um swear <laughs> <laughs> pretty close to my vehicle and i was not thrilled about that and but like it's weird because like me You know, I love music, especially 90s music, but in my car, I don't listen to music at all. I literally just talk to myself the whole time. And it's just like, you know, it's whatever it's about, whether it's my work or just what's going on in my own life. But I'll talk to myself, but like, I will narrate my entire drive. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? You're an idiot. You know, things like that. I'll say that all the time. Yeah, they can't hear you. So I get that part of it. A couple of weeks ago, you know, my sister was in Florida and I was dog sitting for her and I was at her house and I was like, man, I have a conversation with her dog. Her dog's awesome. She's got a pit bull and I love that thing, man. Diesel's awesome. Like, he's my boy. Like, I come in, I'm like, yeah, what's up, dog? He comes to me. I'm like, all right, cool. And we just hang, man. It's like, I've been to (laughs) him. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But I will give you though people that talk to their pets like they're babies. That frustrates me. That I don't understand as an adult. Like they're like, <laughs> "Oh, who's the baby?" and it's like a dog. I'm like, "All right, man, come on."
2: I do get the change in tone, like to some extent. Like if you talk in a higher voice, like the dog gets excited. Like, "Oh, you ready to go? You ready to yeah. go?" You know, like you you talk in that excitement, so and then the dog gets excited, and kind of it's fun, you know, to kind of get the dog excited to go for a walk or something like that. But but yeah, the baby talk is a little bit too much for me. Right. Right. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: What about you, Dave?
2: Yeah, another observation
1: as an adult that
0: I have a hard time understanding kids, especially my own kids, not liking what I loved as a kid. Like it's something that, man, as a kid, it was like the best. And I feel like they have similar sense of humor as me or similar interests. And then they just like hate it. They're like, just don't like it. And I I struggle with that, man. it's like, I don't understand. Why not? What is that? But then if I'm being real, like anything my dad liked, I was pretty much automatically not into too. So maybe that's just what it is.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's just how you find out what you like as a kid and what you grow into as an adult, I guess, because there's very few things, especially when you're really a little kid, right? That, you know, that you're going to like exactly what they like now. Obviously, I think a lot of that also comes with experience, Dave, to like, you know, because you also mentioned about kids not wanting to take naps. Like, man, if I could Mm -hmm. take a nap work like for like a good 45 minutes i'd do it in a heartbeat right absolutely i think it's also because you know you you weren't taking naps as a kid i know that much you were all over the place one weird thing
0: was that i would like to put on classic movies and fall asleep to them i was like a a favorite thing of mine that's different that's not taking a nap it's like (laughs) that's a nap (laughs) nap. (laughs) it was still a nap man yeah but yeah you're right i was high energy so
1: but yeah Yeah, it seems like, you know, that's more of a luxurious thing for us nowadays. That's like, uh, oh, my gosh, bonus time, you know what I mean? It's like, all right, I got time for a nap. Sweet. I think the
2: thing about kids not liking stuff, though, part of it is that that you liked as a kid. Part of it is, like you said, just wanting something different, you know, different from dad. You know, a little differentiation there. But another part of it is that we grew up in a time where – there was like one TV that we shared and there was only like three channels kind of thing that we could choose from. True. And you only chose True. what was on at the time, you know, like, True. It, True. and so we would see something and it wasn't necessarily the greatest, but like, there's nothing else on. And so then we start watching yeah. it and then you gave it a, a good enough try in your mind. Like you want to like it, you want to like this. And You start to really like it, you know, like you are willing to get excited about things that maybe you wouldn't have before. Whereas nowadays there's so many choices in everything, you know, like you get on Netflix or whatever and there's like 55 choices and they can choose. If they just want to watch the one show that they like, it's always on. Like you don't have to wait till 3.30 when you're getting home from school. Like you can watch it any time. Like on a Friday, True. Saturday like what's a Saturday morning cartoons thing? Like I can watch this whenever, you know? That kind of yeah. mentality, I think it makes kids a little bit more picky because they think they already know what they want, you know? And then to kind of maybe be forced to watch something that dad wants to watch, it like already sets them in kind of a grumpy mood almost because they know they wanna watch this other thing that they know is on right now. It's like available right now. <laughs> then It's like sometimes I think kids don't give things a chance because
1: they have other ideas
2: (laughs) from all the other options they have out there.
1: (laughs) I remember as a kid, my dad made us watch older movies that he liked that I had zero interest in. I'm talking Arsenic and Old Lace, Harvey, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, the Tuskegee Airmen, you know, all those of. And now growing up, I actually now I appreciate watching those. Uh, Twelve Angry Men, one of my favorite movies. You know, and that's one of the ones that we watched with I that movie. And, you know, so it's just weird. Ben, you're right. They've got so much available to them that it makes them think, you know, they don't see a struggle like we had. And all three of us, we all had older siblings. So we're at the bottom of the totem pole on what choices we got and when we got to watch and things like that as well.
2: Good points. Good points for sure. That makes sense. I don't understand why people buy single ply toilet paper. Like it just doesn't make sense to me why they even make that no. because you just <laughs> use more of it. It's not like you're right. giving yourself right. money. Like you end up using more of it because you don't want it to soak through the paper or whatever. You don't want it to rip <laughs> yeah. apart or something. <laughs> like you've got to use more to be safe you know and then right. because it's single fly, right it's not got like texture it's like waxed paper or something rubbing on you and it just smears it <laughs> i don't know maybe we should cut this out <laughs> it's a little too graphic but
1: you john's I, face i yeah, just, I just don't clearly, i just
2: don't get it man
1: if you can clearly see your hand behind the toilet paper that's an issue all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you can tell how many fingers I'm holding up behind some toilet paper, that's not the toilet paper for me. All right. That's for sure. And you're right. All you do is double and triple it up anyway. That's just, it's no good. You poke, you poke a hole uh, through, you're done. you're done. I would,
0: I could not. No, that's too much. Is there any defense <laughs>
1: to it, though? Like, seriously.
0: Yeah. I think we can all unanimously agree on the fact that they should not even
1: make single ply toilet if you buy single ply toilet paper, I will not be your friend. You're gonna save question world everything world that you do in your I life. <laughs> that's a that's an honest decision that you make while at the store. You're like, all right, you know what? I'll be good with this. And that's a decision that you're you're consciously making that decision to buy single ply toilet paper. How am I supposed to trust anything you tell me after you? I see that you make that
0: decision. <laughs> You know what it is? I think it's the people that haven't figured out, like John figured out as far as quantity versus volume. Like, it's like, it's cheaper. You know, I just, I'll just wrap it a few more times around my hand. And it's like, you don't realize you're going to go through it that much faster. So I don't know.
2: So why do peak athletes, like the best of the best, act like the biggest whims, over-exaggerating their pain when getting fouls, compared to, like, middle schoolers. You don't ever see middle (laughs) schoolers act like that. Like, why are
1: these biggest, strongest guys, like, pull over in pain? Like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. I won't defend that one, Ben, because I'm actually with you. I think back in the mean streets of Maplewood, when we just played some pickup basketball, it'd be no blood, no foul. That was kind of the saying, right? So, um, <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, today it's like, oh, my gosh, you breathed on me. That's terrible. I don't want to have anything to do with you. For me, I'm a big NBA guy. I love watching basketball, even though my team sucks. They are not the same players that they were a couple decades ago, right? A couple decades ago, man, they would go at it. They'd be punching each other, just playing hard. They just don't do that anymore. And it's just like every little tiny thing is a foul, and they're just a bunch of babies, And that's basketball, man. Then you look at soccer, and soccer is like if you actually have the patience to sit through a soccer match and you see, you know, these people, you know, the fouls that they come up with and how they barely even touched and they're on the ground crying. And it is absurd to watch professional players. Now, look, you obviously have your players that have real injuries and things like that. You feel bad for those people. But the people that fake it just to get the slightest little edge in competition, which is why they do it. That is the only reason they do it, is to get that edge in competition. But it's annoying to watch. It really hurts sports, I think, more than anything. Yep, yep, for sure. You know, there's something that I've seen, and I actually see this guy several times a week, and maybe you can explain it to me. Maybe I'm just not understanding the concept of it, but, like, when I go to get the, you know, summon the elevator so I can go home, and then somebody comes up right behind me and pushes the button again. Does that make the elevator come quicker? Why do they do that? Why are they pushing the button again when it's already illuminated? You can see that it's been pushed, but they yeah. feel like they push it again. Why is that?
2: I don't know for That's sure. But I know question. as a kid, I thought, and maybe this is not the case, but I thought that at least like when you first go in, if nobody pushes the button, it stays open for just like a certain amount of time. But if a button gets pushed, it registers and closes the door a little bit fast. And I don't know mm. if it works, if it's already lit up anyway, but I think that might be where people just want to push just to see, you know, like just can you close the thing, you know? Interesting.
1: I do know that when you go to work at 530 in the morning, you get on the elevator and you, and the elevator door closes behind you and you don't push a button and you're like, why is this elevator taking so long? And then you realize you didn't push the button. That's why. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. that, that happened. You have to push it. <laughs> yeah, I do that at Say least that once again, a, dude. I'm, I'm the only one in there at that time. Like, I'm. A, I get in the elevator by myself, and I'm like, "All right." And I'm trying to psych myself to go up 14 floors, and it's just like, "Here we go." And I'm like, "I told totally her to push the button," and I'm still sitting on floor one. I'm like, all right, this is gonna be a great day. <laughs> it's gonna be a great day. <laughs> whenever awesome. I think
2: of, whenever I think of elevator button pushing, <laughs> I think of Elf. Yes, I, I knew, just, you, were I, yeah. I I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say that. Looks like a Christmas,
0: like a Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those guys that uh, that probably does that and and like knows that it doesn't do anything. But it's kind of like when you're waiting for something to load on the computer, like I spin the mouse around in circles, like thinking that's gonna do anything, or like you know, just like little things. But like I agree with you, John. Like. There, it makes no sense. Um, and I don't know why people do it other than like you're just trying to make it work, try to go faster, video game style or something. I don't know,
1: yeah, I don't know, couldn't all tell
0: right. you why, but all right. So, one other thing we wanted to talk about real quick were just some of the quirky things that we do, you know, that we don't even understand. So, we've kind of poked at people that do things that are kind of weird to us, and we're not immune to that. Like, we do weird things ourselves too. One that I will admit is, is kind of weird. I'm sure there's probably others that do this, but, uh, there may be a few, but I wear socks like 24 seven. Like I take them off the shower of course, but like, otherwise <laughs> I am always wearing socks. My feet are so white. They're like translucent, you know, you can kind of like just <laughs> see <laughs> They're so pale. They're like sickly. And, uh, yeah, they're kind of gross. So, and that's not why. I just I don't know. I like the softness on my feet. I just wear socks all the time. But I know I don't like totally understand it.
1: I know you wear socks in the shower, like John Cusack and Better Off did. Even on really hot yeah, days. Man, I'm a sock guy.
0: Really hot oh. days in bed, everywhere, all the time,
1: for sure. I, I I mean,
0: like if I know we're going to a water park, obviously I'm gonna wear you know flip flops without socks or. Or like you know stuff like that For most swimming you know that kind of thing but otherwise it's all the time
1: man. I, I love socks and my feet are so soft. <laughs> I can't wear socks to bed <laughs> It's just uh, I get too hot because the socks keeping the heat in my body I can't do that and like I will yeah. just I'll sleep terribly but like going outside, I have to have something on my feet. I hate walking yeah. outside barefoot. I cannot do it. And yep. the part of it is because here, like in Texas, man, that grass can get like sharp and like crusty and like, <laughs> yes, for me, it's always been that way ever since, like when we were living in New Jersey, we had our cousins that lived in San Antonio and I'd go down there and they're just walking across the grass and I can hear it crunching. I'm like, ugh, it was terrible. <laughs> <I> mean, <dude. laughs> it, it, yeah. it was, it was bad. And I was like, so since then, I'm like, hey, whether it's, you know, like you said, whether it's, uh, you know, sandals or whatever. You know, I'll go grab some chancas or, you know, even just the shoes without socks. I don't care. But I, outside, I have to have something on my feet.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there for sure. The other day we dropped off my boy to a day camp and we met at the church. And one of the dads was out in the parking lot while we we're waiting for them all to like pile in and, and head out. And he was totally just barefoot on the like parking lot pavement or whatever. And he had like these just hobbit feet, man. And I was just like, it weirded me out and kind of bothered me like. He drove over, I guess, without shoes or anything. And then he was just walking around barefoot and it just kind of, I don't know, it weirded me
1: out. Driving without footwear is annoying, too. I've done yeah. it, but it's not good. It feels so weird. It yeah. does. All right, Ben. Any quirky things
0: that you do that you don't understand?
2: Well, for me, I don't know what it is. I get, like, amnesia when I make a phone call or something. Like, I will be planning out exactly what i want to say and i might even have like a contingency plan if you know whether i get a voicemail or whether i whether they ask yeah. a certain question of me or something like that you know and i will have it like written out even sometimes and like practice it before i get the phone call and then i make the phone call it starts to ring and like my brain goes blank, like almost every time <laughs> My like, I will have to have the name of the person in front of me or to help me even remember people's names. I just, I don't know what it is. I think I've been like part of some government program where they, the ringing of the <laughs> phone, like activates <laughs> code red, yeah. some, some horrible thing, blanks <laughs> like, out my memory or something. <laughs> because yes. I cannot remember what I, my mind just gets flustered. I don't know what it is. Venturian
0: <laughs> candidate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, turn into 10 second com from 51st dates. Yeah, totally... exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Forget it really right? is. It's crazy how, and it's just pretty much with phone calls, I think. I mean, if I'm going to meet somebody in person and I kind of plan out what I want to say, I mean, I i can still, I guess, get flustered once in a while if I'm nervous, but not like that. It's crazy. It's different.
1: Yeah, it's funny that you say that, Ben, because that happens to me almost daily. Because, like, for my work, you know, sometimes I got to make outbound phone calls or whatever. And the thing is, I work for one specific company, but that company owns another electric company. It's our sister company or whatever. And sometimes, like, the customer I'm calling, I can't remember which brand it's for. And so then, like, I start leaving a voicemail. I'm like, hey, this is Jonathan calling from oh, crap, which one am I calling from? You know, and it's like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. and, like, I have all their information in front of me, but then I just... And then it's just, like, the worst message ever. You're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm supposed to be a professional for this company. (laughs) It's it's hard, man.
2: The struggle's real.
0: Yeah. It is. John, you can feel me on this one, right? I can rewatch classic movies, like, indefinitely, and I also like to fall asleep to those ones that I've seen. Like, a lot that I know how they go, like put it in on purpose, just planning to watch some and fall asleep. I don't know about that part, but definitely the rewatching, right? You can feel me
1: on that. Yeah. So look, to an extent I will about the fall. Like I won't mind if I fall asleep, if it's a movie that I've watched a thousand times, you know, if I fall asleep, you know, it is. And you're right. There are some movies, man, where it's just like, okay, this is going to be a good movie to fall asleep to. Like, There are those types of movies. There are, you know, I do think about that quite a bit, but the rewatching classic movies, I'm that guy that, you know, I can, if there's a movie I love, I watch Goonies at least four times a year. And there's some shows on TV that I've watched, like I watched when they came out. I've since rewatched at least four or five times. Like, Dave, you know, I love the show Psych, right? You know, that's one of my favorite yep. shows. That's eight seasons yep. long. Each episode's 45 minutes, 44 minutes. I've watched <laughs> it at least five times all the way through, start to finish. Big yeah. nice, dude. Like it's nice. and, and I'm with that with a lot of shows. Suits. I've watched that one about four times all the way through. That's eight seasons long. You know, there's you know, twenty-four. That's seven or eight seasons. I've watched that one at least three times. And that one's a, oh, that one's a long one to get through. But I think part of this was all pandemic related. But you know, they're just shows or uh, movies or seasons that I'll just I'll watch again because they're just so well written and so good. I just can't get enough. So, yeah, I got no problem with that whatsoever.
2: So, uh, yeah, as far as, like, why do people do the things they do? The answer is so complicated. It's like, we don't know. I don't think psychologists even really fully know, you know, like, that study it constantly. Because there's so many different things we do, right? And they may not always have the same reason. But one thing I have noticed as far as, like, why is there so much variation sometimes with things is just this battle between novelty and familiarity. Like as a kid, we get bored and we try all these different kinds of things, just odd, weird things to alleviate the boredom. You know, you have something in your hand and you just just start fiddling with it, right? You know, uh, and sometimes Mm -hmm. a particular odd thing sticks. And once it sticks, it becomes the familiar that we keep doing out of habit. It reminds me of what you were saying, Dave, about the the Doritos thing. Like for me, that was just a random thing, you know, like, huh, I like this side better, you know? And, and then that became something that for you stuck, like you liked it enough that it just became your new thing, you know, and everyone's going to have different things that stick with them, you know, but we do as a kid, man, we have so many weird things we do just like we (laughs) branch out in so many different things because we get, you know, our attention spans low. We just do all kinds of weird things to alleviate the boredom. And I think that's a big part of how, how different we can be sometimes about certain things. And well, another example of that is like, I remember as a, I don't know, in high school, like we were in Columbia High School, you know, it's a big high school, right? And going from like the third floor, one corner down to like the first floor and the other corner, it takes time. And I remember going, I I don't know why I did it. It probably was initially just to like see if I could find a faster way because sometimes you'd be like trying to walk through crowds to get to the other side, you know? of all Mm -hmm. these other students walking down the hall, you know, but I would go down one way and then turn and then down the stairs. And then the next day I would choose a different path to go to the same place. You know, I would go down the stairs first and then go over and then across, you know, like I just started making a habit of like seeing how many different ways I could get to like that one classroom that was way across the other way and it was just like i again it was one of those things that probably may have had some kind of reason to it initially but then just became like like a habit of trying something different and i think we're all very weird like that i think that's a very common thing but in our own unique ways you know so many things that we could be different about the other thing i thought of is how like we don't understand other people and like, why do they do something so different? And it could be even people that we know really, really well, like our spouse or like our best friend, you know, like we know them, we care about them. We know they're not stupid, but why are they doing this one thing so different than what we would do? Right. Yeah. Part of it is, and I noticed this when I was doing, you know, marriage counseling and stuff with couples, sometimes people like experience the same thing so differently. Uh, there's been studies on witnesses to crimes, and they'll interview different people and they'll all have slightly different memories of what was happening, you know? Like they each yeah. person notices different details, maybe because of where they're standing, but part of it just what their brain is going through at the time. And so when I think of like things like, an example for me is also like a doorbell rings on the TV. Like it's part of the TV show and the doorbell rings and I'm not watching it. Like the kids are watching it or something. And my brain can sometimes be like, Wait, someone at the door, you know, thinking it's that thinking it's that or you could be totally tuning out the TV and like the real doorbell and the house rings and you just tune it out because like all the sound is background stuff and we just are different in the way we like what it is we focus on, how, how our brain is only thinking about so many things, you know, and so we don't notice every detail and oftentimes like in arguments with You know, in marriage counseling, like, we have to go back to, like, what actually, what people observed before we can even, like, talk about how people interpreted it. Because oftentimes people aren't even in agreement of what they heard or saw or, you know, like, those observations are different. They didn't even notice something. And he's like, why didn't you, like, answer the doorbell? Why are you just ignoring me? Like, you want me to answer the door every day? Like I didn't even hear it. I'm sorry. Like I do not know a, yeah. What doorbell? Yeah. Right? That makes sense. Um, And, and so I think there's a lot of things like that where people do something unusual because they know something we don't, you know, and if we could see everything that they saw, we wouldn't, it would make a little more sense, you know, like, why is Dave always flipping his chip over? Like, I didn't even notice that once I had more flavor on it, you know, like I didn't see that, right. I couldn't it. but I did notice he was flipping his chip every time. I was like, why is he doing that? You know, that's the kind of thing <laughs> that I think sometimes we don't understand each other because we just don't even notice what they do. You know, mm-hmm. we have different priorities too, you know? And so there's going to be some things that, like David cares about more about the extra flavor when maybe I don't even care enough to, to look that closely, you know, kind of thing. And so you have different experiences, you have different priorities or values. It's always going to lead to different, different behavior. And so when I think of like, if I lose my keys or I'm looking for my keys or I'm looking for my phone, one of the first things I do is just like pat my pants pockets. Cause that's like the most likely place they're going to be. And I'll just kind of like feel if it's on my pants, you know? And like other people, mm-hmm. uh, like for instance, women often don't have pockets big enough to fit a phone <laughs> or if they have a pocket at all, you know? <laughs> and so they may not have that habit of, of like patting their pants that way. Or maybe some people mm-hmm. like, I never put my phone in my back pocket. I never just do that. So I never feel my back pocket at all, but other people, that's where they keep right. it. So makes sense, you know? And the other thing is like, just So sometimes we copy people without knowing their reason behind it. And so then we don't know why we're doing it. Uh, The classic example of that is the young mother that's cutting the end of the roast off before she puts it in the pan. And then her mother asks her, why are you doing that? And she's like, well, you always did it. (laughs) Well, I had a smaller pan and it wouldn't fit in it, you know, so (laughs) I cut off the end of it to fit it in the pan, you know. You have a big pan. Why are you cutting it? You know, the the young mother didn't know why her mother was used to do that. She just kind of copied what her mom did. I think there's a ton of stuff like that, little patterns that we do that we notice that people around us do. And we just kind of do it the same way. We don't know why people do it, but we just do it the same way because that's what everybody's doing, you know. (laughs) And next thing you know,
1: we don't know why. Right. Man, Ben, you're always bringing it. makes a lot of sense. You're always bringing it, Ben. Goodness, that's some good insight, man. Yep. Especially that last part. Like, it makes a lot of sense. Even that little example, I'd never heard that before. But it's, it's just so funny that, you know, we pick up these things as we grow up, especially, you know, from our parents. And we're like, we have no idea why they do half of the things that they do, especially at the young age when we're learning these things. And, you know, it's like, oh, you did it because of that? That's why you do that? You know, it's just, it's funny to find those things out sometimes. It's just like... Nah, that's good insight, though, man. Thanks. That's awesome. Yeah, right. I think it's
0: hilarious that the example you've used a few times about me with the chips, that I learned that from you, man. Like, I got that from Ben. He didn't know that until tonight, I guess, and, yeah, and I no uh, something that I did, I still do to this day. So it's it's funny how we learn these quirky things, man, and we just do them. And you talk it. Dave,
2: there's probably and, other things that I learned from you, even the same kind of a thing. You know, like, I just... Pick we pick up on little things from each other, you know, just little uh, yeah. phrases that we use. For instance, I mean, I'm sure there's yeah. like different things that you said that I kind of thought was funny or cute or cool or whatever, and I copied it. And next thing you know, it's just one of the things we say, like "safety and doorknob." Or whatever. Yeah. I guess that <laughs> yeah. was from that was from Dan, <laughs> right? my big brother. But still.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure all right, everybody, that's a lot of crazy stuff that we just went over. So when you're, you know, when you're driving by and you see somebody screaming and shaking their fist as as they're driving by or, you know, yes, we know that you, they can't hear whoever they're yelling at. We get that. Just know that there are reasons people (laughs) do things. And, you know, if you uh, are a female in my neighborhood that has a Utah license plate, just stop driving near me, please. That would be fantastic. And then, um, But, you know, look, we all do things. You know, we all have, we're all kind of set in our ways pretty much for the most part. And, uh, but we do these things. And and half the reason, sometimes we don't even know why we do these things. And it's just, we're all weird. We all have our own little quirks. And Ben brought the knowledge on why we do some of that stuff. And I love what he gives that insight man it's actually a lot of good stuff in there so thank you ben thank you dave for that we appreciate every last one of you and all the countries that you're listening in um, and those that are family and friends listening close by you know we appreciate you guys we do this because we love it it's fun it's a good time so, you know, continue to uh, email us at the com. We'll keep bringing us your ideas. You know, hopefully down the road here soon, we'll be doing a Harry Potter podcast. And that episode is going to be phenomenal. it will probably be broken up into two or three episodes. But we'll have some special guests on that one for sure. And then, uh, you know, rate, subscribe, share. Let us know what you guys are thinking, man. But most importantly, stay fat, dumb, and happy. Peace. Yeah.
0: All right. Guys. Peace out. See you guys.